familia, and welcome to Hey Titi. Come, sit down and have a chat with us. Vamos a platicar un poco de la relación, salud, familia, y lo que es ser latino. So let's talk about relationships, health and wellness, family, and what it means to be Latino. Okay, pues vamos entonces, vamos a empezar. Okay, okay, are you ready? Let's get to it, to it. To welcome it. to Hey Titi. Hola, familia. I'm Titi Jesse, And I'm Titi Mari. And welcome to, to Hey, hey Titi. Titi. <laughs> We're going to get a handle on that intro. It's okay. It's only our third podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to our third podcast. Um, today, our refrán del día, or our, um, our phrase of the day, is, Eso es mental. And uh, the English translation to that would be that's mental that's mental yeah yep. and um we wanted to start off this um today's podcast with that topic because um um as you may or may not know both Maria and i are of latin um latin descent and um in our families the idea of you having a mental issue or a mental um a psychological disorder Um, it was very much looked as mental. It was mental. It's something that was in your brain that you had that came from you and your thoughts. So when you say que es mental or es mental, then it's it's meaning um, the person is suggesting that it is something that you can control, or that you have more control over than you are attempting to have control over, and you are causing it to yourself so you can stop it when you want um, it because it's you. It's nothing more than just you. Uh, and so growing up, um, we both had to deal with our our parents more or less saying those phrases to us to kind of get over whatever mental ailments that we may or may not have been able to verbalize to them. I think it's important to note that uh, – Latinos or the Hispanic community greatly suffer in the United States. Um, 18.3% of the U.S. population is estimated to be Latino or Hispanic. Of those, over 16% reported having a mental illness in the past year, and that is over 10 million people, more than the number of people who live in New York City. And so um, today we're going to be talking about mental health and growing up Latin and how what that looked like for us at least we're going to be speaking towards our experiences and other people's experiences may be different but this is sort of what we had to experience when we were growing up and um, perhaps we can kind of come hopefully at the end of this podcast to give some helpful tips on how we may deal with things that we to this day still struggle with um And just before this, we were having a conversation that uh, I, I hope that we can enlighten anyone who's listening to this podcast today and um, help you or your loved ones or help you understand your loved ones get through uh, any a situation that you may be feeling. So um, I, I can start. <laughs> uh, so uh, when I was little. We never really talked about mental health. We never spoke about it. Um, we uh, I witnessed a lot of things in my household as I was growing up, and I'll probably talk about it in another podcast. But um, 
it definitely affected me psychologically and I didn't understand those effects until I got much older. And um, we were a very religious family and whenever we felt something, we would typically say, give it to God and God will take care of all your problems. Um, and I would, or I always grew up thinking that like, it's okay. If I give it to God, everything will go away. And it's true to some extent, you know, faith does help you overcome many things. Um, but, uh, I never dealt with a lot of anxiety that I had growing up. A lot of things that I didn't understand as the word depression. I kind of just tried to fight through it because I thought that it would just go away. But these things began to manifest themselves in different ways as I got older. Um, and I'm kind of nervous talking about this right now because um, only a few people in my family really know that I suffer from I suffer from symptoms of anxiety and and, and depression. And um, sometimes um, I, I try to hide those things from everyone around me because I don't want them to see me suffering. Or to feel like they need to fix it because in a growing up Latino, like you're very much like family oriented. Your your family wants to help you, but if it's something that's not fixable, there's always like a label slapped on it or told you to just get rid of that, think through it. You know, like um, and again, if you grow up um, religious, you're often told give it to God. And Jesse, does giving it to God mean talking about your feelings, or did it mean talking about your feelings? No, right. It never. Did. I never thought of it. Actually, thank you for asking me that. Because no, it meant like uh, whatever you're, th- whatever you're suffering with, just give it to God, and God will heal all wounds. Right. right? Um. No, we never. We never talked about where did that come from. Why are you feeling that way? Or um, here are some things you can do to help you through this. Or just no. That was a great question. Yeah, no, no. I um, the reason I ask is because um, you know, grew up same thing, um, same way. Um, I, I definitely grew up with a lot of anxiety, um, depression as a child, and never being officially diagnosed. But um, having been in the medical field, I, I definitely know that's what I've experienced. What I experience still. Right. Um, you never spoke about your feelings, ever. Not only did we never see our parents talk about their feelings, but you didn't also um, reflect on your feelings. It's just not something that you typically did. Um, And I feel like that's very common in Latino um, households. Mm -hmm. And I think it still stands true till this day for many households. When, if you, when you were younger and you were experiencing things of like anxiety, now that you can deem them, you know, now looking back on them, right, you can say, yeah, that was definitely an anxious moment. I was definitely feeling depressed. Um, Did you ever tell your parents? Did you ever try or or say something to them to make them be like, um, to make them aware of how you were feeling? So, yes, definitely. um, I do recall saying that I was sad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being young, not knowing what the word depression meant, um, I couldn't put a word to those feelings because first of all, we didn't talk about feelings. Right. So um, I think even as an adult, sometimes I struggle with labeling my emotions because uh, growing up, you just didn't do that. Mm-hmm. And so 
it was kind of hard to label an emotion if you didn't know what it was, if you were never introduced to it, if you never talked about it. True. I knew being mad and I knew being sad, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, yes, I do recall, um, you know, telling my parents, my mom in particular, that um, I was sad. Um, yeah, and then even later on in life as, you know, um, preteen, feeling like, um, and this is very personal, but just um, talking and saying how I felt like I wanted to die just because I didn't know how to deal with all those emotions, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, of course, never wanting to harm myself. <laughs> was not doing that. <laughs> but just feeling like I didn't want to be here anymore, right? right. Um, and even as a young adult, I remember still feeling that way mm-hmm. um, and never really seeking uh, counsel or help. Um, because in the back of my mind... Um, I always had that thought that, you know, um, just kind of had to deal with it. You know, that's just the way life was. Right. And to, I think growing up, um, because you're, you were actually born in Puerto Rico, right? I was. And then you came here with your parents, right? So seeing them come from Puerto Rico and literally start from nothing and then have to build something and you seeing their struggle, you don't want to in addition to their struggle, add on whatever you were going through. Right. right? And, um, I, I can say for myself also, I grew up in a single mother, a single family household and same thing. We went through so much and, and not understanding. I, I, I didn't, I didn't understand what I was feeling. And I saw my mother struggle, like working two jobs, going to school, learning how to speak English. And here I am like just her daughter feeling all these emotions, but not understanding what they were. And also being very reflective and being like, you know, my mom is such a strong woman and how, how this, this is weakness. Like how am I so weak? And she is so strong and not even thinking like she's probably going through the same thing. Right. Right. And, but we're always taught as as young as we could as as even youth uh even though we didn't talk about it you it was almost like if we weren't talking about it it's because it was something that wasn't spoken of because it didn't it wasn't deemed worthy of speaking about because that is weakness and we are not weak right and um we're both females but you know a male also too in that situation almost like the the machismo like they don't want to be weak and they those emotions are something that you want to steer away from because you are um those aren't desired those aren't needed those aren't necessary because in survival when when you are trying to survive being weak that means you are prey absolutely right and and we can't be weak or vulnerable right now because we need to get through it we need to make sure that there's that <laughs> that we can get through whatever we're going through. And uh, that's the one of the biggest things that makes me struggle to this day is because when I start to feel like, I don't even want to call it weak, but when I start to feel anxiety, I feel weak. And right. I'm like, why am I so weak? Why why can't I get through this? Why Why can't I fight this emotion that I'm feeling right now? But you're not weak. It's it's okay to be vulnerable. Absolutely. Right? And whatever you're going through needs has the right to come to surface and be spoken about. Because whatever you're going through, whatever you're struggling through um has must be manifested from 
before when you you don't even realize that these little pockets of memory that you have in your life that affect you as you get older, if you don't identify them and look them in the face, then you're you're never going to get through it. It's just going to get deeper. The well is going to get deeper. Absolutely. Right. And and um. Uh, and it's it's hard to say that and knowing that and reflecting on it and knowing like I don't go to therapy, <laughs> right? I don't go to therapy. <laughs> Welcome to therapy, uh, right? Jessie. This is like therapy. <laughs> um, but it's uh, knowing that and saying that and being like you know, but I should. Um, but also growing up thinking like these feelings you're feeling, you don't talk about those feelings and you don't go to a professional. Right. Because what happens, Bonnie, if you go to a professional? Oh, Right? Very true. <laughs> you going to the therapist, they're just taking your money, girl. What are you talking about? Talk about your feelings. That's why we watch... That's why we watch all these shows to see, we watch all these novelas, see how much worse it is over in other countries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But something also worth talking about too is the stigma that kind of comes along with going to therapy or even defining those emotions, right? I think um, something I grew up hearing too was, you know, the term loca, you oh, know? God, yeah. Esa ta loca, you know? The minute anyone became vulnerable or mm-hmm. talked about whatever they were going through. I mean, and, and again, I'm speaking, um, kind of reflecting back on the perception of a small child, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and just thinking and hearing um, the phrase, es loca, you know, and so it's a stigma, you oh, know. Yeah. Um, and you grow up with that in the back of your mind. Um, at least for me, I, I definitely, that's kind of how I grew up. Um, you didn't talk about emotions because it's just a sign of weakness. Mm-hmm. And if you do, then you're perceived as being crazy, loca, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Childhood trauma. Yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing, all the things it teaches us. <laughs> you can really reflect on it right now. <laughs> but, you know, not for nothing, Jesse, but I think, you know, we kind of talked about this earlier how, you know, um, these are seasons, right? Mm-hmm. We kind of go through them. I think we um, we've come a long way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, times have definitely changed, not just for us and our families, for many families, and the way mm-hmm. that we see mental health today. Um, and so, personally, um, the way I see it is, it's a season of growth. Absolutely, right. Mm-hmm. We kind of go through uh, different phases mm-hmm. in our lives, you know, from childhood and up until the time that. Um, you know, we're elderly and, you know, move on from there. Mm-hmm. Um, these are seasons in our lives that we kind of go through and that make us stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you can sit back and reflect um, on your childhood and as an adult now, you're like, okay, that's definitely not how things should have been. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, those things should have been said or, you know, um, but I can only imagine what it must have been like for our parents too, right? Absolutely. So Exactly, because they, I mean, now with social media, I think mental health has become, has gotten more in the spotlight and we're able to talk about um, mental health and talk about depression, anxiety, um, different disorders that may come along with right. it. And um, 
we're able to put names to them. We're able to label them. And because now it's come more to light, people are, the stigma behind it is lowered. Right. right. And so it, and now us being adults and reflecting on it as, as adults, we can kind of say, oh, you know what? Um, maybe I should speak to someone about this. Right. Or if we can identify and see in others and we could say, you know, like, I noticed that you have been behaving in a manner like that concerns me. Um, why don't we sit and talk about it, you know, and saying it's okay to talk about your feelings and your emotions and know that you can have people to rely on uh, to talk about it. And I agree, it must be even more difficult for our families not knowing and feeling those things and not having anyone to talk to, or at least, at least I don't, I don't think my parents had people to talk to about it because they just were like all that, you know, let's just get over it. Let's survive and let's get through this. And I think my mother every day for always being a, a strong woman, uh, and just showing me that no matter what adversity she may have been facing at the moment, she had to be strong for herself, not only for herself, but for her children. And so she definitely provided me with an, an amazing role model and um, I, and I think, too, like with that strength allows me to be like, OK, with that strength, I can also still be I can still also be feeling all these feelings, but to not allow not not to not allow it, but to see where that why am I feeling that way is important because there are things in your surroundings that may be causing you to feel a certain way or. Um, <clears throat> have feel become depressed or anxious. And so, um, and sometimes you can't put your finger on it. Um, and, and, and that's okay too. Uh, and be, but being vulnerable is okay. And being an adult now and understanding that is okay. Um, relinquishing that feeling that it's, that it's okay. Relinquishing the negative feeling is a good thing because now you can now you can grow from it, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and not only that, Jesse, I, I think it's made us um, be more resilient, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Think about that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it, and even for our parents, too. Um, you know, coming here from, at least from my parents, coming here from Puerto Rico, they didn't speak a bit of English, you know. Um, had some family here, but... Um, they really had to do everything independently. Mm-hmm. So not only did they have the transition of doing that, they came here with three small children, um, not speaking English, very uh, minimal savings, um, dealing with all kinds of things, right? Their own emotions and stuff with family and, and everything. Um, and to be so resilient and to be able to pull through and provide for us and, um, yeah, it definitely has made me the resilient woman I am today. Thanks to them for that. Absolutely. 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 Everything's definitely a learning experience. At Absolutely. Look back on it and be yeah. like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for teaching me that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but maybe, too, we can talk about, uh, talk towards what we, how we, when we feel, when we know, right? Because it starts to become a spiral when you become when you get into a depressive state or you, when you start to feel an anxious moment or an anxiety attack coming on, um, we can talk towards some things that we do to 
help us uh, get through it. And of course, as I'm saying this, if you or anyone you know uh, whose depressive thoughts become even further or are become even further down the line that, you know, that you should feel like they need more than just these steps, then definitely speak to a mental health professional, seek out help from a doctor. Um, it, what we're going to be speaking towards is things that help us kind of divert and um, feel less anxious, feel less depressive so that we can continue to thrive throughout our days. But if it's something that you're feeling that is greater than and you're not able to use these helpful tips, then definitely seek out more, seek out help um, from a mental health provider or speak to someone in your family so that you they can help you get the help that you need. Right, Jesse, and I, and I just kind of want to piggyback on that, that we are speaking from personal experiences. Absolutely. These are things that we've experienced and things that we do to help deescalate exactly. those feelings of anxiety mm-hmm. and or depression. Um, but like you said, um, you know, if um, anyone has escalating thoughts, um, uh, there are definitely mental health facilities, clinicians, services uh, throughout the entire U.S. And um, many times those are services that can be, um, you know, received for free. Right. Yeah. And I'll definitely add the, um, I'll, I'll definitely include a phone number to call um, throughout this podcast if you feel like those emotions are escalating and that you may need more help the the u.s department of health and human services has a national helpline that aids individuals who are suffering from um mental or mental disorders or substance substance abuse disorders um and that is totally free service that is for 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. They provide services in English and in Spanish for individuals and family members facing mental or substance abuse use disorders. Um, This service provides referrals to local treatment facilities, support groups, and community-based organizations. For the national helpline is 1-800-662-HELP or 4357. That's 1-800-662-HELP. Four three five seven. If you or anyone you know is needs additional help beyond that, or if you see that the situation is escalating beyond depression, and <clears throat> they may need a they may need a suicide prevention line. Um, the National Suicide Prevention a Lifeline is also available, and their phone number is one eight hundred two seven three eighty two fifty five. Uh, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is a national network of local crisis centers that provides free and confidential emotional support to people in suicidal crisis or emotional distress 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They will provide any assistance to you or the individual who is suffering from or needs additional um, services or help. Um, so... Um, one big thing that I think that I do it when I start to feel um, depressive thoughts, at least, especially because today I had a very, uh, today, <laughs> right before recording this podcast, that was good. I woke up, I was, and I woke up without 
wanting to get out of bed, right? And it wasn't that typical, like, oh, I'm groggy. I don't want to get out of bed. It was the, why did I wake up this morning? I don't want to get out of bed. Um, so when I've felt that emotion and I reached my, for my cell phone and started to look at social media, I, I forced myself to put the phone down, right? Because as soon as I picked up my phone, right, and, and, um, I need to get in a better habit of actually removing my cell phone from my room because not only does it help me not help me get to sleep, it also inhibits me from getting up in the morning, Right. So I pick up the phone, I start to look at social media or my emails or anything, um, you know, news, anything like that. I, I force myself to put it down. So first thing, try not to look at social media because what's the first thing you start to do? Even if you're not doing it consciously, you're doing subconsciously. You start to compare yourself to everyone else online, right? And I follow in accounts from all over the world and it is nothing is more sometimes depressing than waking up to someone in a bikini on a beach, right? <laughs> and here this you are. This is why I don't do social media. <laughs> here you are in the middle of winter, right? And you're like, oh my God. <laughs> First of all, how is she so tan? Like in a bikini on the beach? Like I'm hating off the bat. You know, right. I want to be on the beach. I want to be thriving. I want to be sunbathing. Like I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking back to the picture in my brain right now. The first one I woke up to and I'm like, how is she so thin? She just had a baby. Like I swear to God, like, oh, wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but immediately I'm comparing what my current life is to their situation. And it's, it's immediately negative. Unfortunately, like your, my brain goes there. So don't look at social media first thing in the morning. Put it down. Wake, get up out of bed. Even if you're forcing yourself to get out of bed and begin your routine. I think routine saves me sometimes because I know I have to get up. I have to get ready. I have to work out. I have I have a routine in place that helps me get out of bed. I think that's the first thing is don't look at your phone. Yeah, Jesse. So, you know, um, I think routine is super important. Absolutely. Um, for me in the mornings, I think the first thing, um, that I need to do every morning, as soon as I turn my alarm off, (laughs) (laughs) the next thought that comes to my head is, um, always, um, to give God thanks for another day. Um, and that truly helps me, um, go on with my day to be thankful first thing in the morning, um, to show gratitude, Mm -hmm. um, so for me, that's definitely, um, I need to do that every morning. I don't care where I'm at. Um, it's the first thought that always comes into my head and I kind of sit on that thought for a second. So no, that's yeah. beautiful, especially because the, your ability to say that, that you're grateful for another day is first of all, you're alive. Absolutely. And look at you, you're still alive and you're still thriving. You're still alive. And yeah. You just got out of a bed. Yeah. <laughs> Be grateful for the little things. Oh, absolutely. I think I'm going to do that tomorrow morning. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, even before I go to bed, have those have those thoughts, right? Yes. That's how I start my day and end my day. I'm That's powerful. Always, absolutely. And I have reminders throughout the house too, like little sayings and 
I'm sure we've all seen those little wooden signs at <laughs> all of our local stores that, you know, say <laughs> to be grateful and thankful and, you know, count your blessings. And yeah. um, sometimes they seem insignificant when you're out shopping. You're like, yeah, they're cute, but, you know, but they definitely help because days like today were, um, I too had a, you know, hard day getting out of bed this morning um, and have had a um, couple of rough days. Um, it helps. Yeah, definitely. It, it's definitely a reminder. Um, and, and I'm not perfect. I There's definitely days when I've jumped out of bed and didn't give my thanks. Mm-hmm. Or I make it downstairs in my kitchen and there's my sign, be mm-hmm. thankful. And I, I definitely try to say it, if not in my head, out loud. Right. Yeah. And claiming it, I think. Absolutely. Claiming it. Uh, okay, another thing that I do uh, to help me, even though sometimes it's the thing that I don't want to do, but out of habit, out of out of ha- out of habit, I do it. Um, and that's physical activity, because it's it's something about getting in there. Well, it, I mean, science proves you know you're releasing endorphins; it makes yes. you feel better. Um, your heart is pumping, you're sweating, you're doing a workout, you're running, you're walking, um, working out definitely helps. And if you can get outside and do it and put on a jacket and I actually did both of these things today because that is how, (laughs) I don't know how I got through. I I think these steps is what got me through it this morning. I got, I got up, I, you know, I went for my workout um, when I was done, I got dressed and then, um, you know, shower change, whatever. But <laughs> I, I went outside and I walked to my, I walked to, there's a, there's a coffee shop down the street from my house. Uh, and I walked to it because it, it, it's sunny out. And even though it's the, it's cold folks, it's like a whole 35 degrees out. <laughs> <laughs> It is. It's like 10, 15. It's like a 10 minute walk from my house uh-huh. at but, 35 degrees. Yes. <laughs> but I had to feel the sun, on, like something about feeling the sun on your face. And even though it's cold and I got an iced coffee. Nice. And I got an iced coffee. Got your vitamin D and a nice coffee in <laughs> <laughs> 35 degree weather. <laughs> I was feeling everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so definitely I, I, um, I, I, I would say the next thing that I would do is physical activity. And if I could throw a little caveat in there, if you can also do that physical activity outside or maybe even in near a window, I know it's 35 degrees outside, but in a window or something, get that vitamin D on you. (laughs) That would be the next thing I would say to do. Yeah. So when I grow up, I want to be just like Jesse and work out in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but until I do, <laughs> so my, my routine in the mornings, again, is just being thankful in the morning. Um, and what helps me get my day started is my cup of coffee. Oh, and, but just sitting there, <sighs> coffee. you know, I turn on the news, but I'm not really listening to it. White it's noise. just, yeah. And I'm just sitting there in my thoughts. Mm. And that to me is like, therapeutic it is it really is mm-hmm. um yeah because the days that that's disturbed mm-hmm. <laughs> my days don't go as well um so yeah just turning on the tv drinking that cup of coffee um 
just sitting with my thoughts. That's and just one. usually I'm just reflecting like, you know, things that I'm, again, just kind of grateful for and um, kind of in my head, just thinking about what my day is going to look like as well. Right. It's yeah. kind of like journaling, but yes. without physically writing. Absolutely. It down, right. Because yep. yes. it's just you and your thoughts. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think um, the uh, I think to the powerful thing that you're talking about, and I think that we have in common in, in the morning when I'm feeling that way and I'm going through my routine, I'm kind of also doing that as well. I'm right. reflecting on what is making me feel these emotions. Yep. And sometimes it can be as simple as did something change in my routine? Right. Right. And then I'm like, oh, my goodness. That's what it was. I didn't do X thing. So right. tomorrow I'm going to make sure to do that thing that I missed. Right. Um, it's, it's so funny. You should say journaling, um, just not right. Like in your head. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Lazy so. girls got to journaling. <laughs> just think about it. <laughs> well, um, so no, journaling is definitely awesome. Um, I used to journal a lot and, you know, I was a single mom of two kids for a very long time. And so I transitioned to, you know, that journaling in my head, right? Mm-hmm. So that thought process Saves in the time. morning, right? No, absolutely. <laughs> but you miss stuff, mm-hmm. right? And I've always been the kind of person too, that I like to do a list, especially of things that I need to do. And mm-hmm. I just like writing stuff down mm-hmm. and, um, uh, you know, I've kind of missed that too. And, and it's so funny. So for Christmas, my daughter gave me a journal. Oh. And yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was beautiful. Um, oh and so God. yesterday I took my car to get serviced and I brought the book with me and I just journaled while I was sitting there waiting to have my car serviced. And I'm like, this feels really good, you know, um, to not just be thinking, you know, of so many things, right? And all those thoughts and things I want to do and whatnot, but just to write it down. Because right. writing it down for me always feels good. Right. Um, I know some people, you know, like to keep track on their phones, on their notes and things like that. But for me, is the the um, the physical um, process of writing, like putting, you know, a pen to paper um, just feels good, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So. I, th- I think a powerful thing is doing it in the morning. I wonder how that would change because I journal at night and not every night I need to make a better habit of it. And I think one of my goals this year was definitely creating better, creating better habits for myself um, to help me with my mental health and um, not journaling just when you feel bad, but when you feel good. Um, And so journaling in the morning may also be powerful because sometimes you just start with like I've start I've started journaling with literally I I don't even know what to journal that I'll start writing I don't dear journal (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what to talk about or journal about right now but um and then before you know the floodgates start to come out and stuff that you didn't even realize you were thinking about start to come to paper and I've had childhood traumas come out in journaling on those days. Yeah. I didn't even know that that was going to come out right. or get onto a piece of paper. And, um, definitely not just like having, not only just being grateful in your journal, like writing gratitude in your journal, um, but also writing what you're feeling. Like it's okay to have a negative emotion and write it down. Absolutely. Right. Um, sometimes it's hard to get out of the spiral of the negative emotion, 
But having it and knowing that you're feeling that and you're aware of it and you're identifying and you're writing it down and you're saying, I'm feeling like crap today, right? right? Like, I think these things are affecting me today. Mm -hmm. And, like, saying it and writing it down is powerful because you kind of, like, relinquish it. Relinquish it, yes. Right? And you just, like, you know, I just put it on a piece of paper. Yep. That's taxing sometimes. You're like, yeah. oh, I'm so tired now. I just put all my my heart is like smeared on this page. <laughs> yeah. And, and Jesse, I don't know about you, but sometimes, so I, I definitely feel that way as I'm writing it. But then afterwards, it's like, oh, it just feels good to let it go. Like right? a weight is like lifted, a weight is lifted off your shoulders. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. I think, um, uh, I think another thing that helps me with, um, getting through it in the morning is, or not even in the morning, sometimes it happens in, out of nowhere, um, is telling, uh, like we talked about having a good friend in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, if you didn't hear that episode, definitely go check that episode out because it talks about like learning the difference between the types of friends that you have and knowing what you're feeling and who you could talk to about it. And I think like knowing like today when you came over, it was like, oh, girl, I hope you're ready. <laughs> like literally <laughs> floodgates. And I just told Mari, Mari everything I was feeling. And and I knew I was safe telling her that because not only she's my good friend, she's my sister, you know, and we I was able to share all those things with her. And um, and and I don't think I could have done that with anyone else. Right. Because. Uh, uh, I well, I could have done it with a few people, but I, I, Madi was present. She's here and she's accepting, and she was help, able to help me through. It. And then she was able to express what she was feeling. And then we, I think, to a degree, we help one another get feel through our feelings. And it was it's so powerful sometimes to tell someone. And I think that helped me out a lot was being like identifying my emotions and being like, I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling depressed. I'm right. feeling I'm feeling these feelings, and I don't know where they're coming from. And she was able to help me through it, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and so I think that's another thing. Tell someone that you know is a good friend that can help you through it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, um, you know, um, just for uh, some feedback kind of what we're talking about. <laughs> um, I, when I arrived this morning, um, I too was feeling um, just heavy hearted. Mm-hmm. Um. And poor Jesse didn't know. Didi Jesse didn't know what she was uh, <laughs> up for. But um, you know, it was nice to be able to feel vulnerable mm-hmm. and um, kind of just uh, just say truly what was on my heart, mm-hmm. my mind, and not feel judged about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was therapeutic for the both of us. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think too, the one thing you said that helped, like as we were wrapping it up and I was like, okay, like, I guess it is what it is. And you're like, but also think about it too. This is a growth moment for you. I, for both of us, like when we're going through these moments to be able to be like, you know what, we're going to get through this. Absolutely. Not just, it is what it is. Like we're going to get through this. Yeah. Reflect on it. What made you feel that way so that if it happens to you again, you can you can start to kind of like do things to evade what the the negative emotions that come along with it. Right. I think that that was super helpful when you said that to me. I'm like, you know, what? you're right. Like, I'm going to get through it. I, and, and I know I can. Yes. Um, 
We're more powerful than our emotions. Absolutely. And no es mental. No, it's not mental. No es mental. It's it's some it's totally normal to feel feelings. Yeah. It's human. Yes. Right? And and to feel lesser than it it's it's not worthy. It's not right. worthy of your time to feel that way. Right. You know, it to feel that you're not worthy enough to fe- to to be anxious or depressed. Right. It's okay. You're human. Mm-hmm. We all are. Yep. Um, but those are, those are some tips that we have that I hope that can help anyone out in a time. I know it's winter, right? Sometimes we feel the winter blues or we feel, uh, uh, or we're just missing family or missing being with friends, especially because of all the, all the surrounding things that are happening Right. right now in the world. Um, but to know that. Here, here, hey Titi, we're here for you, you know, and I hope that with us sharing our experiences and our emotions and being a little vulnerable here and sharing some of the tips that we have, uh, it can help you through something that you may be going through. Um, And again, and it, but if you feel like you need more than just those tips or you don't feel like those things could work for you, then pro- seek out the help of a clinic, professional, a help, professional yeah. help to, yeah. to get through it. But, um, oof, that was therapeutic. That felt good. Yeah. <laughs> no, it really did. Yeah. Really did, so. I'm happy that we did that. We Absolutely. almost, we almost didn't come on here and talk That's about true. it. That's <laughs> true. We almost didn't come on here and talk about it, but I guess now we can reflect on it and be like, you know what? It was good to talk through it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, uh, thank you again for listening us to here on Hey Didi. Um, you can find us at on Instagram at Hey Didi with three Y's and on Facebook with Hey Didi with three, three Y's. y's. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for listening. We hope to see you next week. Or here you. What do you say? We okay. hope you're listening next week. For we hope you're listening week. next week. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, familia. Nos vemos. Nos vemos. <laughs> <laughs>